Welcome to the Atlanta Fringe Audio 2021, brought to you by the Atlanta Fringe Festival. To learn more about the Atlanta Fringe Festival, go to atlantafringe.org. This show is for general audiences. It may contain mild language, but has no overt violent or sexual content. Pilgrim Falcon Productions presents... Y2K Redux Episode 2, The Darkening of the Fifth Sun Rise and shine, Toronto. The 90s are gone. Welcome to the Y2K. I'm Luke Marlowe, and this is CKES Toonie Radio, broadcasting from Canada to the world on FM and shortwave. It's time for New Age Grooves with Roxy, but as you may know, Roxy's in Mexico, so I'm subbing for her. She might phone in later and give us an update. Oh, I don't know. That payphone queue looks pretty long. A true new age starts today, Saturday, January 1st, 2000. Yes, we're finally living the times I dreamed of as a kid. Although, last night, I didn't dream because I couldn't sleep. There were sirens all night. (laughs) Seems like Toronto partied too hard. Anyway, let's start the groove this millennium morning with some new age music. Hit it, Daksh. That's my show back in Canada, but they can't hear me. This is Roxy Gibson reporting from Teotihuacan, Mexico. The pre-Columbian and indigenous rites and ceremonies have continued non-stop since last night. The shamans and dancers upgraded from the Pyramid of the Moon to the Pyramid of the Sun, which is where I'm heading now. I'm reaching the top of the Pyramid of the Sun. (sighs) Such a mega workout to get up here. Ms. Roxy, good morning. Buenos dias, Eligio. This dance is lovely. Can you tell me about it? It's a hybrid ceremony of the Aztec Conchero dance and the sun dance from the Lakota people and other tribes in the USA and Canada. The most important aspect of this rite is the inclusion of all indigenous peoples and even Westerners, a way for everyone to celebrate and come together in a new era. Oh no, a a dancer fell. Can't anyone aid him? It's a very grueling ritual. The physical effort is an uh, offering to the gods. Many of us have been here all night and we're fasting too. It is exhaustion and dehydration. He looks dead. Just unconscious. Another one. Maybe it's been enough physical sacrifice from all of you. I, I do feel a bit dizzy. Is there a doctor here? Do you have a cell phone, Eligio? No, and there's no reception here. We should go down for help. Yes. Several people collapsed at the top of the pyramid. A couple fell down the stairs and ended up badly hurt. There's confusion, and most people are running away back to the cars and buses. At least a guide is calling for help right now. Por favor, tranquilos. Ya viene más ayuda médica. Please stay calm. More medical help is coming. Do you know what's happening? No, miss, we don't know. Please excuse me. Miss Roxy, would you like the phone? I'm going to call my wife in Texas just in case. Mm, go ahead. I'll see if I can do anything to help. Eligio, were you able to call home? No. Can't call long distance, only local. What? Last night I called Canada from here. The operator said that there's no long distance since midnight and that they wait for Mexico City to fix the lines. But probably won't happen before Monday. I have my flight to Oaxaca tomorrow. 
and I have mine back to Houston. I think I'm going to leave right now. I don't trust bosses keeping their regular schedule, and there's one about to leave. Maybe you should come too. Yeah, let's go. We made it to a big bus terminal in Mexico City as we continue with this strange start to the new year. There seems to be generalized chaos here too. This is pretty much a normal day in Mexico City. Uh-huh. <laughs> now what, Eligio? There's already a crowd waiting for the payphones. Uh, we'll go to the telegraph office. They have phones there and it's quiet. A woman's child just fainted. Could this be related to what happened in Teotihuacan? I have no idea. Signing off. Operator, can you repeat what you just told me? At the moment, there's no long distance service in Mexico. You mean in Mexico City? No, all of Mexico. Oh, wow. How long will it take to reinstate the service? We don't know. Not today. Sorry. All right. Thanks. Thank you for using Telefonos in Mexico and have a nice day. Feliz año 2000. Yeah. Happy year 2000. Su telegrama va camino a destino. Gracias. Con permiso. Any luck, Eligio? No long distance and all the airport lines are busy. Mm. Excuse me, miss. Do you know what's going on with the phones? Everything's down. What do you mean, everything? Long distance, cellular phones, UHF TV, beepers, FM radio, the airport. <sighs> El aeropuerto también. How do you know? They just said it on University TV. Only AM stations, some TV channels, and us are still functioning. What? Is that normal? It happened 15 years ago. Ah, el terremoto. In the aftermath of the big earthquake in 1985. Yes. Back then, Mexico lost all contact with the outside world. Oh, so awful. How long did that last? About a month. What? Okay, what time was the earthquake today? I didn't feel it. No, there was no earthquake. Then why is this happening? Nobody knows for sure, but on the radio, they were saying that computers stopped working too. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the Y2K bug. I never believed it would actually happen. Well, I guess Mexico didn't take enough precautions. <laughs> Probably some politicians told the money man to fix the bug. Oiga, paisano, don't jump to conclusions, hombre. I'm sure it was the hacker terrorists. Cyber terrorists, you mean? Yes, must be them. Anyway, what can we do right now? We need to get in touch with our families in the USA and Canada. Well, you came to the right place. Send them a telegram. <laughs> I don't think telegrams still exist in Canada. Yes, they do, senorita. Your country is not that futuristic, you know. You can definitely send telegrams to Canada and anywhere else. Okay. So how does one go about sending a telegram these days? Just fill in these and count the words in your message. When will it arrive? It will be delivered by Monday evening. Maybe Tuesday or Wednesday if there's too much backlog with all the New Year's greetings. Ugh, that's too long. I need to reach my family and my job before then. Hmm, I don't know what to tell you. I will take a bus. All the way to Houston? Yes, I did it once. It takes about 24 hours to get to McAllen and then another 12 to Houston. Oh, wow. Canada is going to take forever. Oh, you can catch a flight in Houston. Of course. I'm in. It certainly has been quite an ordeal in Mexico this first day of the year 2000. I'm all tense, but it's nothing that a little meditation can't solve. I'm signing off for Mexico now, and I will try to contact Tooney Radio from Texas.
I guess I'll play these recordings at my Wednesday show. And I guess my vacation in Porto Escondido is off. Despite everything happening, I hope we can all still enjoy a happy new year. This is Roxy, Enlightened Love. Namaste. Esos canadienses. Saludos de México. Good evening. Welcome to our Toonie Radio Nightly Show, live from Toronto, Canada, to the world on FM and shortwave. Dax Badami is at the controls, and I'm your host, Luke Marlowe. Today has been a quiet day here at the CKES studios. It's a statutory holiday after all, and most people are still hungover after saying goodbye to 1999. To be honest, I have spent most of the day dozing off. Last night here in Toronto, we had the most spectacular fireworks display. There was a glitch with the lasers at some point, but still an amazing show. First responder sirens have been wailing non-stop since midnight across the greater Toronto area, so in a little while, we'll try to find out more about what's been the toll of these festivities with our friend, Officer Janet. First, let's check in with our Millennium Envoys. Daksh, do we have Roxy or Nando on the line? No, still no answer from Nando, and Roxy hasn't called. I suppose we should let them enjoy the holiday. Let's discuss the news instead. Welcome tonight to this first Y2K nightly show, our resident journalist, Monique Toussaint. Hello, Luke. Good evening, everyone. I'm Monique, and it's a pleasure to be here. I'll be presenting Canadian-wide and international news every night. Excellent, Monique. What have you got for us today? I imagine it's been a slow day for news. In addition to the Millennium celebrations, other history-altering events happened yesterday. First, the USA relinquished sovereignty of the Panama Canal and handed it back to the Panamanian government. On the other side of the world, in Afghanistan, the 150 hostages of the Indian Airlines flight hijacked a week ago were finally liberated and returned to India. Meanwhile, in Moscow, the president of the Russian Federation resigned from office and asked for forgiveness, saying that too many dreams had not come true for the Russian people, but that now, more than ever, Russians and the rest of the world deserve to live up to the dream of progress, peace, and happiness. Now, what are the prospects of this dream materializing? It's uncertain for now. It does sound too optimistic, as some analysts expect a resurgence of the Cold War and the arms race. Any actual wars going on as the Y2K starts? There are several ongoing armed conflicts and civil wars around the world, but the biggest concern against peace in the new millennium is terrorism. Hmm. Yeah, in addition to the Indian Airlines hijacking, weren't there some other terror threats against the celebrations? Yes, many, in fact. We hope that most of them were foiled beforehand, like the LAX airport bombing that a Montreal resident intended to carry out on New Year's Eve. He was arrested two weeks ago at the border. According to authorities in the US and other countries, at least eight terror plots were foiled in December from all sorts of apocalyptical terrorists. There's also the threat of cyber terrorism to heighten the effects of the Y2K problem. Yeah, we talked about that with Professor Kenneth Morris at the University of Waterloo, and he painted a very grim scenario. I must confess, right after recording the interview, I bought 30 cans of tuna, just in case. Do we have confirmation of any effects from the Y2K bug yet? Right now, it's very difficult to tell. Today is a holiday, and tomorrow is Sunday, so if anything has happened, we won't find out until Monday. Have you noticed anything out of the ordinary today? The sirens, as you said, have been constant, but it might be normal. Other than that, the only strange thing I can report is that I have nothing else to report. What does that mean? We haven't received any news wires today. As I said, it could just be a slow news day, right? Perhaps the news wire services gave the day off to their staff. Again, on Monday, we'll know. So, that's it for the news. Thank you, Monique. I do have good news. 
All of us at CKES will have the day off tomorrow. How about that, Dax? Finally. By the way, I have Officer Janet Mulveen on the line. Oh, excellent. Janet works as an emergency management officer at the Toronto 911 Command. Hello, Janet. Happy New Millennium. Happy New Year to you and to all your audience. Janet, thank you and all your first responder colleagues for your hard work. I guess you guys didn't get to enjoy the humongous party, eh? That's right. It's been quite an intense day for us. What has been going on in Toronto this millennium so far? Traffic accidents? Violence? Certainly a number of accidents, but no acts of premeditated violence as far as we can tell. The most puzzling thing has been all the unconscious people that we've taken to hospitals. You mean passed out drunk? Not exactly. We still don't know what it is. We're running tests, as one worry is that there could have been adulterated alcohol, or maybe people in the public were poisoned. It could also be drugs or plain exhaustion. Well, has anyone died? According to the latest information I have, no. How many people are in these circumstances? The latest figure was close to 80. Wow. Let's hope all those people will sleep it off and be all right by Monday. We certainly hope it'll be that simple. But we want to advise the public, both in the GTA and elsewhere, to check on friends and family to make sure loved ones are doing well. We should be aware that, despite the general mood of jubilation from the last few days, depression is a major concern this time of the year. Any public measure for suicide prevention? Yes, we have set a support hotline for the province of Ontario. Great. What's the number? I'll pass you the information when the service is up and running. We were expecting to launch today, but we're having some technical problems. We'll let the public know as soon as that's resolved. There were rumours of apocalyptical groups around the world that were promoting mass suicides. We're not aware of any such groups here in Ontario. What about apocalyptical terrorists? Were there any threats in Toronto or elsewhere in Ontario? I can't speak about ongoing investigations. Oh, why? What happened? We're still trying to determine. It's been very slow, more so since we're processing all information manually. Manually? Don't you have computers at the emergency services? Of course we do. But the system has been down since midnight. We have our IT people working on resolving the issue. Our system should be back and running by tomorrow. So that's everything I can tell you for now. Our phones are still ringing off the hook, and the dispatch is quite a challenge without working computers. All right. We'll look for you on Monday for an update. Sure. Before I go, I want to make clear to the public in the GTA and around the world that all of us at the Toronto Emergency Services are working incessantly to keep Torontonians and visitors safe. Understood. You guys do a wonderful job. I hope you can enjoy what's left of the weekend, and we'll catch up on Monday. Thank you. Cheers. Now, let's get the good vibes going for the Y2K. For all you dreamers like me, and to all these people sleeping in Toronto hospitals, I dedicate the following song. This is Roxy Gibson for CKES Tuny Radio. It's Sunday, January 2nd, and I'm at the border between Mexico and the USA. I'm still with high school teacher and shaman, Alihio Melgar, who I met in Teotihuacan. We had a very long and tiresome bus ride from Mexico City. We're pretty exhausted, and now we wait to enter McAllen, Texas, so we can continue the trip to Houston, and I can fly back home to Toronto. However, the border crossing seems to be at a standstill. Commuters and visitors are trying to get through, and everybody's frustrated and angry. Uh, The immigration agents are taking a lot of time with each person. It's a very confusing situation. The bus driver made everyone take out their luggage as he intends to go back to Mexico City and leave us all here to our own devices. 
the only reason he hasn't left already is that he can't wake up a couple of people that fell asleep during the trip. Let us through. Back off, everyone. You have to wait your turn. Uh, I don't like this. Feels like the troll is about to happen. What can we do? We may need to pass the night in Reynosa and try it again tomorrow to go through to McAllen. Passports, please. Uh, here's my green card. How long were you in Mexico? Just for days. I came to celebrate the New Year. My return flight to Houston today was canceled. And you? Canadian? Yes, officer. Why were you in Mexico? Part work, part vacation, now canceled due to whatever is happening in Mexico. So I'm heading back home. Are you recording our conversation? Yes, I'm a journalist. I need to document what's happening. Speaking of which, what is happening? Why all the delays for crossing the border? Our computer network is down and... Anyways, miss, I'll have to ask you to stop recording or I'll be forced to confiscate your tape. All right, but do you have an estimate of how long it'll take to cross the border? We need to catch a bus in McAllen. Why are you two traveling together? How do you know each other? I interviewed Mr. Melgar for my station's New Year's show. He helped me find my way here so I can get to a U.S. airport and fly back home to Toronto. I'm forced to do this since all flights in Mexico City were grounded. I also need to call home from McAllen. Well, you better be patient, miss because there's no long distance from McAllen either. And although I'm not 100% sure, I heard that flights in San Antonio and Houston were grounded too. What? What is going on? Earthquake? Cyber terrorism? We don't know what's happening. And I told you to stop recording. Officer! What's wrong with him? Heart attack? Uh, no, it seems he fainted, just like the dancers back in Teotihuacan. What happened to him? He fainted. Please, get help. Somebody, call a doctor. Officer down. Call for backup. Uh, this is about to become a riot. We better go. We can't leave this man like this. He'll be fine. He's just sleeping. The situation here is out of hand. We'll just... Ugh. This is Roxy, reporting now from the border city of Reynosa, Mexico. Eligio and I left the border crossing a while ago. The situation there escalated into a riot. Mexican police are dispersing the crowds, and the U.S. immigration officers hold up. We're now looking for a motel to pass the night, and uh, hopefully tomorrow we'll be able to cross the border. Just like in Mexico City, it's impossible to make a long-distance phone call from here. We still have no clue as to what has caused all this, or how extensively. And to make things worse, we've seen several people falling unconscious everywhere, for no apparent reason. The two phenomena must be related. How could people falling asleep and computers crashing be related? They're two very different things. Both could be consequences of the same greater event. One that affects everything in our world. I'm a very spiritual person, but... Do you want me to believe this is an apocalyptical event? The collapse of the fifth sun marked in the Aztec calendar? I respect all these beliefs, but I take them metaphorically, not literally. Perhaps it is time to see with our consciousness and hearts instead of just with our intellect. We are over six billion people on Earth, and we're all connected. If this society that we've created starts to collapse, isn't it natural that we will collapse with it? Mm, could be. What did you feel at the top of the Pyramid of the Sun during the Sundance rituals? I did have a very intense vision. We were at the threshold of another world that had a very enticing energy. One that provided a feeling of letting go and leaving every problem behind. Sounds like a mystical experience. 
That's what I thought at first. But now I have the feeling it was more like a lucid dream. Perhaps even astral projection, but just a pinch of it. Did anyone else at the pyramid feel something like this? I didn't have the chance to talk to anyone. The whole thing ended too abruptly. But I'm thinking that perhaps the people that fainted on the pyramid crossed that threshold, and that's why they lost consciousness and collapsed. Hmm. I sort of understand that this could happen to shamans chanting and dancing for hours on top of such a powerful pyramid, but what's the connection with regular people, like the girl at the bus station or the U.S. immigration officer? As I said, we're all connected and perhaps we're all meant to cross this threshold. We're six billion individuals, but only one common consciousness. How long would it take us to wake up? That's the real question. When are we going to wake up? The world is collapsing. Not since yesterday, but for a long time. And we've all seemed asleep. This is our last chance to wake up before we sleep forever. By the way, I see a motel over there. <laughs> well, now I'm not sure I want to go to sleep. What if we don't wake up tomorrow? There's still so much I need to do in my life and for other people's lives. It might not be in our control. We just need to decide how aware we want to be, but we still have some control of our lives. When we surrender awareness of ourselves and everything around us, we're surrendering control of our own destiny. In that case, I'll continue to record what I witness on my way home. If, if I don't make it that far, at least I'll be able to share these recordings hoping that at least my reflections can reach someone and that at least some of us can remain awake. I say goodnight from Mexico. Enlightened love, this is Roxy. Namaste. Y2K Redux is an original audio drama created by Eduardo Soto Falcón, produced by Pilgrim Falcon Productions, with the financial support of the Region of Waterloo Arts Fund. Performed by James Kenneth as Luke, Emily Scully as Roxy, Genaro Vasquez as Eligio, Philomena Sherwood as Monique, Julie C. Shepard as Janet, Manny Baines as Daksh, Elizabeth Bernal as Telegraphist, Chris Ellison as Border Guard, Denise Gismondi, Ana Gabriela Quintero, and Wayne McCracken as Various Voices. Written and directed by Eduardo Soto Falcón. Original music by Steve Lehman. Original Mexican music by Alejandro Jacoman. Also Sprach Zarathustra by Richard Strauss. Y2K Redux. Episode 3, Dawn of a Sleeping World. The year 2000 has arrived and, as expected, brought the pestilences of the end of times. The artificial brains of computers cease to work and the pillars of the modern world are falling. Society will cease to function in a few days or weeks at the most. Humanity itself crumbles quickly. People are dropping like flies into unconsciousness. Only those who decide to awaken can seek a destiny beyond darkness. The path to clarity and light and the survival of a chosen few aims at the stars. Four months from now, on May the 5th, our solar system will experience a planetary alignment. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn 
will be positioned in a perfect line with the sun. The moon also will be lined up between the earth and the sun. This celestial event signals that the world we know will vanish to be replaced by a delusion that is nothing other than hell itself. In order to escape the dooming deception, the only way will be to transcend our worldly existence. The planetary alignment will serve as a once-in-a-lifetime conduit to reach the Pleiades cluster where a selected few can start anew. I'm Ezekiel, and I can show you the path before it's too late. Look for us, the millennial voyagers of York, at different parks around our metropolis, starting with the Toronto Zoo this Wednesday noon. The end of times has arrived, but humankind can persist and endure eternally in an astral paradise. Welcome to Toonie Radio's Y2K Nightly Show, live from Toronto to the world. The pre-recorded statement you just heard from the so-called Millennial Voyagers of York was delivered to our studios this afternoon. And after much debate, we decided to play it on air to let you, our dear audience, know all available information, which at the moment is very little. We do not condone or sponsor this group or its message, and we'll discuss about it in a few minutes. I'm Luke Marlowe, joined this Monday night by my co-host, Monique Toussaint. Such a pleasure to share this space with you, Monique. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. I'm happy to be here. So many of our colleagues in every type of media have not been able the last couple of days to communicate with their audiences normally. So it's an honor, a privilege, and a great responsibility to still be able to reach you tonight. By the way, I do have good news. The tape from the York Millennials was not the only thing delivered to us today. We also received a telegram. I had no idea the telegraph still existed. Nothing like 19th century technology to get in touch in the 21st century. Anyway, the telegram comes from our dear friend and colleague, Roxy Gibson, and says, I'm in Mexico City. No phone or flights out. Holidays cancelled. We'll ride bus to Texas and attempt Canada flight. Namaste. I'm glad that she's all right, but this means that Mexico experiences the same troubles as Canada at this time. Hopefully the situation in the States is better, so Roxy can get home soon. Roxy, if you're listening, please call us from the USA with an update. If the phone doesn't work, send us another telegram. Same thing goes to Nando and all of our other colleagues outside of the GTA. Let us know of the situation at your current location, and if the phone doesn't work, send us a telegram. In that regard, I would like to ask our engineer, Daksh Badami, what's the technical situation with our broadcast right now? Sure, Luke. Like most FM stations, we're not able at the moment to appear at our usual spot on the FM dial. So, for now, we'll only broadcast on shortwave and use our call sign CKESSW. Plenty of engineers around the city try to resolve this situation as soon as possible for all of Toronto's media companies. It's quite a challenge since most telecommunications are down for the metropolitan area, and we can presume for all of Canada. Satellite, digital, microwave, and cellular communications are completely down. Most landlines in Toronto still work, but only for local calls. However, we're able to broadcast on shortwave without major issues. We'll continue to broadcast as long as we can, even if only on shortwave. Now, regarding the cause of all this, we must address the elephant in the room, or should I say, the bug? Yes, it's quite possible that the Millennium Bug has affected some critical computer systems and generated a worst-case scenario. 
Any idea when things will go back to normal, at least regarding broadcast media? No. For now, the public should continue to look for information and entertainment on shortwave, AM radio, and local VHF TV channels. How about computers? They were the first things to fail. My computer at home doesn't start properly. It goes into a blue screen and nothing else. I've heard the same thing from most people. My laptop works. Did you change a date in the BIOS, like Professor Morris advised? I did, though not because he said so. Why then? It's not something I'd like to make public, but the license of a program I use for work expired some time ago. Too poor to renew the license. I changed the date in my laptop's BIOS so I could continue using the software. <laughs> How long ago did that license expire? Sometime in 98. <laughs> the reason may not be the most exemplary, but I'm glad your computer still works. Have you checked the station emails? Yes. We have not received any emails in a couple of days, and we cannot send anything out. The whole internet is down. Wow. You can't connect anywhere? We could still connect to a BBS. What's that? A bulletin board system. A server connected to a phone line where you can exchange files and messages and join chat rooms and forms. So, like the internet? Yes, but hosted in a single server with a limited number of lines for simultaneous users. It could just be somebody's computer in a basement hooked up to a couple of phone lines. However, I'm not aware of any BBSs still running. If anyone in the audience has a BBS in Toronto, please let us know. I'll ask tomorrow in my interview at the Toronto Internet Exchange Point. I'll be there to find out as much as possible about what's happening right now to the internet and to computers in general. Excellent. So what do you make of this guy Ezekiel and his York Millennials, eh? I would love the opportunity to interview them. From what we heard in their press release, or manifesto, it would seem that they're an apocalyptical cult, and it worries me what Ezekiel says about leaving this worldly existence behind. Sounds like an invitation to mass suicide. For sure, that would be the wrong measure against whatever is happening. By the way, regarding this phenomenon of people falling asleep since Friday night, you taped something earlier today. Yes. I went this afternoon to Toronto's 911 command and talked to Janet Mulveen, the emergency management officer. Dax, please play the tape. Playing. 911, what is your emergency? Hello, it's my wife. She's been sleeping for 17 hours straight. I can't wake her up. I don't know what to do. Have you made sure she's still breathing? Well, yes. She's just sleeping. But I'm concerned that she took pills or something because this isn't normal. I even threw some water on her face and nothing. Please, send someone to check her up. Sir, our first responders are all busy at the moment and there is a wait list. The earliest I could get paramedics to your address is in about five hours. Do you want to wait? Or would you be able to take your wife to an emergency room on your own? Five hours? No, I can't wait that long. Okay, I'll drive her myself. I guess we don't pay enough taxes. 911, thank you for holding. What is your emergency? I just witnessed an accident. It didn't seem too bad, but the cyclist is unconscious. Do you have any visual contact with the victim right now? No, I'm calling from a payphone two blocks away. Mobiles are not working. What's going on? I've heard that many people are going to sleep and not waking up. Is it true? Is it a virus? Are we safe? I have no information, ma'am. The only way I can assist you is to send someone to the scene of the accident. You said it was a cyclist. Was anyone else involved? No, just a cyclist on Dufferin and King. Calls such as these keep coming incessantly at the Toronto 911 command, which is the reason why we came here to interview Officer Janet Mulveen of Emergency Management. Hello, Monique, and hello again to all the listeners of Toonie Radio. How are you and everyone else here? 
We're exhausted, but doing our best to serve the people of Toronto. It's been a very hectic first few days of the year 2000. It has been very tough for us at emergency services to keep up with the demand for first responders' attention and the flow of patients into the city's hospital network. Can we talk about the death toll? There has been a number of accidents, transit, household and workplace, with a confirmed death toll as of now of 14 people. Every death is tragic, but these numbers for a city the size of Toronto should not be cause of alarm. How about the number of hospital admissions since the new year? That's been a puzzling challenge we've faced since Friday night. Our hospitals have admitted an unprecedented number of patients, about 400 thus far. Do they share common symptoms? Yes, most of them seem to be in some sort of coma. Has any of these coma patients died? I know of only a couple of confirmed deaths, and they seem to be by natural causes. What are the causes of this coma condition? We have no idea. As I said, it's been really puzzling. We've been interviewing family members, friends and witnesses to figure out any connection between all these patients. It could be alcohol or food poisoning or a new street drug. And of course, although it seems unlikely, we cannot discard the possibility of bacterial or viral infection. Wouldn't that be an epidemic? Yes, if that were the case, we'd have an unprecedented epidemic on our hands. Our top epidemiologists are looking into it. But for now, it's just a possibility and people should remain calm. Just as a precaution, I'd like to urge citizens to minimize close interaction with other people and be very alert about their own health and of their loved ones. If it's some sort of bug, how is it transmitted? That's speculation for now. It could be anything. But one of the reasons we don't believe it's a bug is that none of the patients so far has fever. We're still trying to determine symptoms. Also, be very cautious about beverages and food. Do not consume anything that you're not familiar with, and perhaps avoid certain fresh produce like imported lettuce for now. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency investigates this possibility. Is this restricted to Toronto, or is it happening elsewhere? A colleague from Ottawa arrived this morning and told us about similar cases happening over there. And how about other countries? I was hoping you'd be the one to tell me about that, because we haven't been able to contact anyone beyond our province. It is normal protocol to contact other agencies and the World Health Organization. But because of the situation with the phones and the internet, we haven't been able to communicate with any of them. We even sent a courier to Buffalo, New York, but could not go through. The Americans have closed the border. Why would they do that? Are they afraid we indeed have an epidemic outbreak here in Canada? No, I don't think they're aware of what's going on here. I would infer that they currently have problems with their computers and thus cannot process passports and driver's licenses for now. Couldn't it be that the Americans are wary about terror threats? After all, the terrorist that intended to bomb the Los Angeles airport was a Canadian resident. Also, a few apocalyptical terror organizations threatened to do bacteriological attacks on the biggest cities in North America. Please do not suggest that what we're experiencing in Toronto is the result of a bacteriological attack. That's irresponsible. You said you don't know the cause yet, and that it doesn't seem to be a normal bug. Yes, but the last thing we need is to cause panic. The RCMP, of course, investigates those possibilities, and we share all information with them. As soon as we find out anything, we'll share it with the public. In the meantime, our priority is to focus on everybody that needs first responder or hospital care. Has any of those patients woken up? According to my latest information of the people we've admitted, no one has woken up so far. 
it's been less than 72 hours since all this began, so we expect that in the next day or so, some of these patients should wake up. Is there any estimate of how many more coma patients might be admitted in the following days? We're expecting the number to decrease. How so? If the cause was something that people consumed or were exposed to during the New Year's festivities, then the possibilities of exposure should have worn off by now. Unless it's viral. Let's hope and pray it's not. What happens if it is? It's not appropriate to speculate. But such a virus would spread on a scale we've never seen in Toronto, comparable only to the Hong Kong flu of 30 years ago, or the much worse Spanish flu of 80 years ago. Well, please keep us informed so we can let the audience know of any developments. Thank you, Officer Malvin. Cheers. This has been Monique Toussaint reporting from the Toronto 911 Command. Good job, Monique. What could you tell us about the mood at the emergency command? They were all very focused on their job, but it was clear that they were exhausted, especially by the frequency of the calls that simply didn't stop while I was there. As Janet said, hopefully soon, this situation will calm down. Perhaps we could talk to the RCMP about their investigations too, Um, see if they are aware of these millennial voyagers of York or any other apocalyptical groups, their possible threats and agendas. Sure. I invite our listeners to stay tuned. We'll continue to follow this complex developing story and present many relevant interviews in the upcoming nights. And to our foreign listeners, let me explain that the RCMP is the top federal police force in Canada, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Commonly known as the Mounties. So how about news outside of Toronto? Are you getting news wires now? Are faxes working? Just local faxes. So no, we're still not getting any news from beyond the GTA. I realized that our type of media is the best method to be in touch with people far away, other than telegrams. You mean shortwave radio? Yes. I'd like to invite other international stations to listen to us for updates on the largest metropolitan area in Canada, and we'll scan the waves as well to get information from other places. Great idea. I would even like to invite other stations that broadcast at the same time as us to get in touch. Perhaps we could have a joint broadcast and engage in a long-distance conversation. Does that sound feasible, Daksh? Yeah, no problem. By the way, I have Professor Morris on the line. Wow, patch him through. Hello, Professor. It seems you were right and the Y2K bug actually happened. Hello, Marlo. I'm not proud or happy for being right, but it seems I must tell you and everyone in Canada, I told you so, eh? How are you coping with it? I was more than ready for all this. Excuse me. Good evening, Professor Morris. I'm Monique Chisson. Uh, good evening, Monique. We know you anticipated the technical effects of the Y2K bug, but I wonder if you foresaw the people falling asleep, and if the two situations could be related in any way? Mm, No, I didn't anticipate all these sleepers, but I should have. The two issues are linked in regards to timing. When telecommunications and many other things that sustain the structures of civilization go down, it's the perfect moment to spread a health issue that will weaken society further and maximize the damage. Are you saying that this coma situation is premeditated? I wouldn't know that. What I'm saying is that it makes sense. It's the perfect moment for a pandemic to wipe us out. A pandemic? Do you know if this is happening in other places outside the province of Ontario? Yes. You're not the only ones receiving telegrams these days. I'm part of a worldwide scientific network with the mission of keeping each other informed by whatever means available. Can you tell us from which places you've received news? Mm, Certainly. So far, from Montreal, Paris, London, 
Glasgow, Hamburg, Rotterdam, Madrid, New York City, Minneapolis, and San Francisco. I expect to get news tomorrow from other U.S. cities and Latin America. What are your colleagues saying? Have they got it as bad as Toronto? It seems to be worse. Most of the infrastructure in those cities is practically paralyzed. Some don't even have electric power or local telephony. What about people falling asleep? The European cities already have thousands of sleepers each. The U.S. cities are on the hundreds, like us. When did this start happening over there? I didn't hear anything about this sickness before Saturday. Like here, it started happening right after New Year's Eve. That doesn't sound normal for a pandemic, to have multiple simultaneous outbreaks. That's not my field of expertise. You'll have to ask Officer Mulveen. Yes, but if the timing is so specific, sorry, but it sounds like a coordinated attack. In theory. We don't know, and as Janet said, we must be weary of spreading panic or false news. Of course, but what's your take on that, Professor? I agree that it seems terribly coordinated. So, what can we do? Short of calling in the army to save us, what can our listeners around the world do? For now, it's a matter of survival and adaptation. I will try to find out more on my own, and we'll keep you posted. What we need to understand is that the world we knew is not going forward. Whatever you pictured the world to be in the 21st century, you must now forget. We need to understand and adapt to our new reality and see how we can transcend it before everybody goes to sleep forever. And that's it for tonight's Y2K Nightly Show. Please tune in tomorrow, and remember that Toonie Radio keeps you company and informed in these strange times of the Y2K. Good night, Toronto. Good night, world. It's so good to hear you guys and finally have some information about what's been going on. Even with my shortwave radio, I haven't been able to find much updated information from anywhere. Oh, these days have been indeed too strange. (laughs) It feels like a dream, a bad one. I wish I could go back to the world I knew until a few days ago. It's been so reassuring to listen to tonight's broadcast from home and to Luke, Monique, and Daksh. I miss you guys, and I feel very lonely and insecure over here, especially with everything that's been going on. Tonight, I'm reporting from a sketchy motel in Reynosa, Mexico, close to the borderline with the United States. I'm still traveling with Eligio, the high school teacher and shaman that I met in Teotihuacan. Yes, we're still here, trying to get into the USA and unable to make a long-distance call. Thank you, Eligio, for everything. We meditated together a little while ago to the mantra beat of your Aztec drum, and it helped me place myself outside of this new reality, even if just for a moment. This morning, we returned to the border crossing to find out that the United States has closed its border. Yes, and there is no information about when it will reopen. Apparently, no time soon, and there's no way to talk to them. They're afraid of catching the condition that makes people fall unconscious, as if it came from Mexico. I overheard that the immigration agents were put in quarantine after one of them fainted. I can't blame them, as nobody knows what it is. If it's viral and contagious, then we can't be too optimistic about our own health after being near several people that fainted, and after touching that immigration agent. I miss my family, and I need to be back home to see them. I couldn't forgive myself if I arrived too late and 
couldn't see my mom before she falls into a coma like all these other people around the world. Worse yet, if I fall into a coma myself, so far away from home, it would probably mean death. <laughs> I had booked a vacation in Puerto Escondido and could just lie on a beach hoping for this to go away. But I'd rather return home. Tomorrow we will try something else. I have a distant cousin that owns a ranch near the border, and that may know another way to go through. There are many ways to go into the USA, and although I have never gone through that manner, they aren't leaving us more legal option. Hmm. Once we're able to cross, I'll still need to travel through the USA to get to Canada. I have no idea how long this will take me. Now, these recordings serve as a double function. Besides being material for our Toonie radio shows, they're also a document of our quest back home, in case we don't make it all the way. If I don't wake up tomorrow, Mom, I love you. And to my wife, Yolanda Melgar. Vieja, te quiero mucho. And one way or another, we'll meet again. To my colleagues and friends at Tuni Radio, keep doing what you're doing. People all over the world need you for information and for hope. This is Roxy, in light and love, and from the bottom of my heart, namaste. Welcome to the Quantum BBS. Please enter your username and password. Ah, that'll be Kenmo, my simple digital world alias. Right now is about 11.30 p.m., still January 3. I hadn't logged into this bulletin board in over five years. It had become almost obsolete when the World Wide Web appeared, but now it's probably the last digital fort standing in Toronto. <laughs> the fellows in the radio were right about this. Quantum BBS, command menu. Enter B for bulletins, C for chat, F for forums, L for libraries, M for messages, T for transfers, S for size up, U for user list, X to exit. Hmm, let's see what's in the forums. Forums, end of the world, dead computers, new order of things, which supplies to stock up on, hmm. banks keeping all the money, hmm. millennial voyagers of York. Hmm, I'll try that one. Original post by Ezekiel. The mind is just a vessel in which our true self resides. We were once beings made of light, and we can return to that state of existence through the right process of self-discovery and awakening, which is the only way to escape the collapse of our civilization and technology. We're looking for other like-minded voyagers to join us and help make this dream come true. I'll post dates and times for our gatherings. Please reply or send a message if you'd like to join us in this quest of achieving the ultimate potential of humankind before our collective consciousness fades into the end of times. Mm -hmm. In fact, we're at the dawn of a new reality. Everything becomes exponentially more confusing every passing day until suddenly it will feel normal and we may lose the drive to get away, even if we haven't fallen unconscious yet. I already thought everything was lost, but something about the OP's claims actually sounds hopeful. I have a hunch that science and these new age concepts intersect at some point. If I can understand it fully, then I could actually be able to transcend our limitations and our apparent imminent end. It is no coincidence that, while an incredibly simple bug has delivered demise to our machines, another mysterious bug is taking us down. Somewhere in the juxtaposition of computer and man lies a path for transcendence. Thus, as long as we can have an awake brain and at least some essential computing power, we can try to figure it out. 
New message in inbox. Hmm. For a spiritual fellow, this Ezekiel seems very well connected to technology, even when most of it isn't working anymore. Let's hear your message, Ezekiel. Hello, Professor. It's an honor that you've reached out to us. In fact, several of us in the group know you, as we were students of yours a few years ago. You probably don't remember me. I didn't go as Ezekiel back then. As strange as it may sound, you were the one that opened our eyes to see our reality and explore for a path of transcendence, looking both within our minds and into the vast universe beyond. It would be fantastic of you to join us on Wednesday at the Toronto Zoo by the orangutan enclosure at noon. Until then, I wish you the fondest farewell. All right, Ezekiel. You have my attention. Perhaps by joining forces, we'll be able to figure the way out of this crumbling world of Y2K and its bugs. A new chance at life, just for the chosen, awakened few, that we'll choose ourselves. Exit Quantum BBS. Goodbye. Y2K Redux is an original audio drama created by Eduardo Soto Falcón. Produced by Pilgrim Falcon Productions, with the financial support of the Region of Waterloo Arts Fund. Performed by James Kenneth as Luke, Emily Scully as Roxy, Jeffrey Carl as Kenneth, Genaro Vasquez as Eligio, Philomena Sherwood as Monique, Julie C. Shepard as Janet, Manny Baines as Daksh, Matt Clark as Ezekiel, Nathaniel Azevedo as Computer Voice, Denise Gismondi as Dispatcher, Elizabeth Bernal and Wayne McCracken as Various Voices. Written and directed by Eduardo Soto Falcón. Original music by Steve Lehman. Original Mexican music by Alejandro Jacoman. Also Sprach Zaratustra by Richard Strauss. Sound design and editing by Eduardo Soto Falcón. Production assistance by Wayne McCracken. Location assistance by Paula Avila. Recorded at Kitchener Waterloo Little Theatre, 44 Gockel and Hefner Studio. Special thanks to Matt and Ann Walsh and Artsville, Ontario. The director gratefully acknowledges the financial support of the Region of Waterloo Arts Fund. Please visit artsfund.ca for further information. Produced by Pilgrim Falcon Productions, Inc. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. www.pilgrimfalcon.com Atlanta Fringe Audio 2021 is brought to you by the Atlanta Fringe Festival. You can binge on Fringe on Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or wherever you enjoy podcasts. If you like this piece, leave a comment or review wherever you listen to podcasts.